Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. And welcome back to the Fit and Free podcast. Welcome back to episode two. I'm so freaking excited sitting down filming this today. I am so stoked that you guys have loved the first episode and it's so nice just to be here in your ears. It's just such a weird feeling. Anyway, today's episode is it's going to be a good one because I know it's a lot of people, especially at this time of year, are starting to stress about calories, starting to stress and cause anxiety in and around food with the silly season coming up. I know I've had a lot of chats with my clients this week in terms of, oh my God, the the, the weekends are becoming busier, there's more calories, I have more exposure, X, Y, and Z. So in today's episode, I want to break down some of the things that you guys can do today to help you manage that anxiety, to manage that stress and, you know, be able to enjoy the best time of the year. Because once you have that beautiful relationship with food and once you have that self-trust, Christmas is the best time because then we get to enjoy and we get to be excited rather than sitting down stressing about all the extra social situations that we might lose control in and then derail us. A little background in and around me, like this time for me especially, used to be such an anxious time. I remember like there were certain times where I was with my family and I would like, you know, be having freakouts. And they would always say to me, like, just chill out. Like it's only two weeks of the year. It's fine. Just have a little bit and have balance. But in my head, it wasn't like that whatsoever. In my head, it was like, oh, this is all my hard work for nothing. And I didn't have trust in myself that I would be able to stay in control. And at this point in my life, it was when I was really restricting my calories because everything was so driven by my body. So I was so afraid of that everything was going to make me fat. I would always set the goal in the new year that I was going to lose five kilos, that I was going to make my stomach, you know, five centimeters smaller. So there was a part of me who always said, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, go all, go out, go have fun, just screw all the rules, like eat whatever I want, eat all the stuff that I don't normally allow myself to have. Then, of course, what happens? The guilt hits you like a ton of bricks. So, guys, I share this story with you to inspire you that the silly season is actually the best time of year because of the food. And if you want to build that beautiful relationship with yourself and with food so that you can enjoy the time rather than stressing about every single calorie, These are the two things that you really need to master. So the first one is building trust with yourself and trust with food. And the second is reframing how you look at your food and how you look at your body. I'm going to give you now six tips that you can implement today that can help you build trust and that can help you reframe how you look at food and your body, especially in these situations. So let's start first of all with building trust. 
Okay. So trust with food and trust with your body really means being able to sit in a social situation and listen to your own hunger and fullness cues and listen to what you want to eat. So what I mean by this is the dieting culture has made us believe that we really, really need to like eat low calories or we can't have certain foods and foods are bad and X, Y, and Z. So then we restrict those certain things because of these rules. So what's happening is we're looking for that external permission in order to like eat certain foods. And when we're doing that, that means we actually really have no trust on ourselves because we're always having that external validation. We need to like we need to run it through my fitness power. We need to run it through X or our, our personal trainer or X, Y, and Z to get permission that we're allowed to eat something. Real trust with your body comes from within. It is you deciding what you want to eat and eating as much as you feel like you want to. It's really important to build this self-trust with food and with yourself. So then when you go into these social situations, you know that you're going to be able to have full control. You know you're going to eat the things that you want, not because you're supposed to have them. Okay. So in this, in for it, so take an example. When you're going out to a, say it's a Christmas party. Yeah. In order to build trust in and around the Christmas party, it comes down to asking yourself these three questions. The first question is, how hungry am I? Do I need a lot of food? Do I need not much food? The second question to ask yourself is, what do I feel like eating? What is like really going to satisfy me? What's going to fill me up? What's going to nourish my body? What's going to make me feel really good? And the third question is, am I eating this because I want to eat this or am I now eating this because everyone around me is eating it? It's really important to continuously ask yourself these questions to really build trust again with your hunger and fullness cues. It's really important as well as your hunger and fullness cues, it's really important just to build that self-trust and build that new pattern of learning and knowing that you're going to be able to stay in control. The next thing, the next tip that you guys can implement is I want you to think about what you can add into your meals rather than take out. Again, because we're so conditioned to, you know, remove carbs, remove fats, only eat at certain times of the day. Um, you can't eat past six o'clock or the biggest one here in a social situation I hear all the time is don't eat anything during the day and save your calories for the nighttime. Oh my God, this one actually does my head in because of course, what are you going to do if you don't eat all day? You're going to be absolutely freaking starving. So what? You get to the social situation and you eat the whole place and then you feel incredibly guilty about it. Of course, you're not going to be able to maintain control of your saving your calories. Okay. So we have to think about all these rules that the diet industry is, you know, um, ingrained in us. And now we have to be the rebel and actually go against them because we have to thinking about what we can add in in order to feel full, to feel satisfied and to nourish our body in a really healthy and sustainable way. So 
what you guys want to be thinking about in these situations is how can you add in more fiber and how can you add in more protein? Because it's the fiber and the protein that is going to fill us up. It's going to keep us satisfied. It's going to help us with our recovery from our training, of course. But most importantly, it is the macronutrient that fills us up the most because it has the higher thermic effect of food, which means the body just takes a longer time to process protein. So it keeps us really full. If you're just constantly, you know, filling up on carbs, then you have that illusion of like you can just keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, and then all of a sudden you're not full. And then all of a sudden you think to yourself, oh my God, I've eaten too much. Okay. So super, super, super important to thinking about how can I add in a little bit more protein? How can I add in more fruits and vegetables? How can I add in some complex whole grain carbohydrates as well? The next tip into building trust in your body is I know I just briefly mentioned it is don't save your calories. So the body is smart, right? And we have to like be, we have to, you know, appreciate it for its processes and its physiological processes because it's absolutely phenomenal in trying to keep us at homeostasis. So when we go to save our calories because we know we're going to have like a really big event in the, in the nighttime and, you know, there's going to be lots of food and there's going to be lots of alcohol or whatever it may be, the, the body doesn't really know the difference between you being like, no, I'm saving my calories for the afternoon, so I'm not going to eat anything, or starvation. So the body literally thinks that it's going into like a starvation mode. And then, so when you finally allow yourself to eat, all of a sudden primal hunger will come out and you won't be able to stop eating because the body's like, cha-ching! hells yeah, I'm allowed to eat now. So I'm going to eat everything because I don't know when I'm going to be allowed to eat again. So there's multiple reasons why saving your calories is a bad idea, especially if you're not eating wholesomely throughout the day. Because paint the picture, right? Like imagine that, like think about it at a time that you may have experienced this. So you haven't eaten, you're eaten all day and then you get to this, the social situation right? And then you're ravenous and then you lose control and you eat everything. Again, every time you do that, that is distrusting yourself. That is not building trust because every time we we say we're going to do something and then we do the complete opposite, of course we think, of course we can't trust ourselves. Who are we kidding, right? Paint the picture like this. It's a Saturday. You've got your Christmas party in the afternoon, right? And then, so you're like, amazing. I know there's going to be lots of food. I'm going to, there's going to be lots of drink and I'm really excited about it. You have your breakfast, beautiful balanced proteins, carbs, some a little bit of fat, you know, some fiber, some vegetables, X, Y, and Z. Mid-morning, you might have a little protein snack, like a Yopro yogurt and maybe some, a piece of fruit for some more carbohydrates. Lunchtime, same thing, beautiful balanced plate with your protein, fats, and carbs and, of course, your fiber, so all the veggies. Gets to the afternoon and you're like, hmm, how hungry am I? Should I save and wait a little bit? Or maybe I could add in a high protein snack in the afternoon because I know protein is going to keep me fuller for longer. And then I'm not walking into the social situation like I want to eat the whole table. 
cool, I'm going to have some protein in the afternoon. Maybe that's a protein shake or maybe that's some cottage cheese on some rice cakes. Maybe that's some boiled eggs, right? So many different options that you could choose. Then when you're walking in to the social situation, you're feeling really calm. You're feeling really balanced because you're not really hungry. You're not really thinking about food in comparison to last time when you walked in and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to eat that whole table with every single thing on it. Instead, you can walk in and then you can ask yourself those questions that I just, um, I, what I told you. So you can ask yourself, what do I really feel like eating right now? What really looks good? How can I make sure that I've got some protein? How can I get some fiber? How can I get some fruits and vegetables, some complex carbohydrates? And then, of course, I'm going to pick something, some things that are going to really satisfy me. Because it's super, super important to have that satisfying factor because satisfaction drives, turns off the drive to eat just as much as what fullness does. So super, super important element to add to your add to your plate. You don't overdo it. You pick as much as what you uh, it's going to really fill you up. You take it away. You sit down with your, your colleagues, your friends, your workmates, and you start enjoying your food. You think to yourself now, how hungry am I right now after eating that? Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit hungry. Eat some more, eat some more. Then again, writing in on your hunger, checking in on yourself. And this is the perfect time and it's really, really important to be practicing mindful eating because it's about enjoying the food. It's about enjoying the experience. It's about celebrating Christmas, for God's sakes. And it's about being in that moment and being able to enjoy it, right? So it's about then thinking to yourself, okay, cool. Oh, I'm starting to get full. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my limit. And then it's the perfect time to stop. Even if you still have food on your plate, you're allowed to stop. Even if people are still eating around you, you're allowed to stop. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is, is the whole element of you must finish your plate. Thank you, mom and dad for conditioning me to the fact that I wasn't allowed to eat sweets unless I finished everything on my plate. We don't have to finish everything on our plate. And that's just another belief, another thing that's been ingrained in us since, you know, well, 15, well, sorry, younger than that, since we were like, you know, 10 years old, because who didn't want to miss out on dessert? I know I didn't. So the more you practice asking yourself these questions, the more that you can build trust with yourself, the more that you can build trust in and around food, knowing that you're going to eat what you want. You're going to eat enough until you're full and then you're not overfull and you don't lose control. And you're going to build trust in the fact that you can fully listen to what you want and then so you can make the decisions. And guys, the only real way to fully, fully do this is to practice, is to constantly asking yourself those questions and being mindful in the moment and experiencing it, building trust, building trust, building trust for that to then become your new normal. It's going to be messy. It's going to be overwhelming. And you have to remember that overwhelm is a good thing because that means you're learning. What you have to ask yourself right now, like, is what I'm doing working? Yes or no. And if it's not, then you have to change something. And change is scary. And building trust with yourself in and around food 
It's fucking terrifying, especially if you have that un that limiting belief in and around weight gain. Okay? Leaning into fear, change, honestly, is obviously the best thing that you can do because you're going to see a different result. The other important, 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 important thing that needs to come from this podcast is one, of course, building trust in the specific moments. But the second reason why that social situations are so triggering and bring us so anxiety is because of the perceived calories, the extra calories. And if I have extra calories for some, this is a big thing in and around, oh my God, if I eat all these calories, then I'm going to gain weight. And if I gain weight, I'm going to lose all confidence in myself. I'm going to, no one's going to love me, X, Y, and Z, whatever that may be for different people. Okay. So, until we shift these limiting beliefs in and around the social situation, until we shift the limiting beliefs of in and around, may it be carbohydrates are bad because it's going to help make me gain weight, in and around um, eating too much, if I increase my calories, I'm going to gain weight. If it's whatever that limiting belief is for you, because everyone is so different in where they're at in their journeys. But until we're able to shift those beliefs and start looking at food as neutral, we're never going to be able to get rid of our shame and our guilt because we actually believe what we're doing is bad. Okay. So let's, Let's take a, a, a limiting belief in and around carbohydrates because I know for a fact that that's such a common one in and amongst my clients. And of course, Christmas has so many more carbohydrates than what we normally have access to. So of course, it's that self-trust piece, one. But two, it's then how we're labeling the food. Restriction fuels obsession. I'm going to say it again. Restriction fuels obsession. And anytime we restrict something, anytime we call something bad, anytime we say, I can't have that, the body is going to be a rebel and it's going to be, I can't stop thinking about that. I really want that. I really want that mince pie. I really want that croissant or whatever it may be. And of course, all this conditioning has come from magazines, social media in terms of Low carb diets are the best way to lose weight, or carbs are bad, or carbs are this, carbs are that. Right? Wherever that conditioning has come from, in order, maybe you've tried a low carb diet and you've been successful, but of course, when you introduce carbs again, you're like, gain the weight. Right? So we have that confirmation bias of like, oh, I've tried a low carb diet before and it worked for me, so that is the answer. In and around carbohydrates, it's, I know this. This episode is not necessarily going to be about good and bad foods, X, Y, and Z, but it's such an important thing when it comes to social situations because as soon as we have those labels on the food, the body is like, oh, I want that. And you're like, no. And then you're like, yes. And then most of the time that yes takes over and then it brings out the shame and the guilt. Okay. So what we have to do is we have to get rid of that shame and the guilt. But the only way to do that is to normalize that carbs are a good thing. Carbs are good. Carbs are energy because at the end of the day, that's what they are. And a lot of these limiting beliefs in and around carbs comes from the fear of weight gain because if I eat too many carbs, that means I'm going to gain weight. Low-carb diets are the best way to lose weight, which is completely false because we know 
for a fact that the only way to lose weight is if you're in a calorie deficit. You could eat carbs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and if you're eating less than what you're burning, you're going to lose weight. And then what we have to look about, look at it is if you're overeating protein, the macronutrients that's put up on this pedestal, which it, it shouldn't because every macronutrient has a different purpose in the body. So they're all equal to each other in terms of their, like their qualities and their goodness. If we overeat protein, we're going to gain weight. If we overeat fats, we're going to gain weight. If we overeat vegetables, we're going to gain weight. Obviously, it's going to be a lot harder to eat vegetables, but you get the drip, right? It comes down to that calorie deficit. So in all of that, wrapping that back up into that social situation, right? If you're going in in the mindset of all this food is bad and oh my God, all this food is going to make me gain weight, then you're already stressing and living in the future that that's what's going to happen. But when you can rationalize the fact that, hang on a minute, I can eat carbs because carbs are energy and they're going to fuel my body. And if I just eat them in the right amount, then it's actually going to be a positive for me so that I can actually enjoy it, right? See how we can reframe that into, holy crap, like I can go into this social situation and I can enjoy carbohydrates because they're a good thing. And now that I have self-trust with my body, that I know that I'm going to eat a good portion size of them brings it all together that you can have that trust, right? And that's why it's really important to talk about both of these moving pieces in this silly season because they both play a vital role, okay? So the other thing that I really want to talk into and talk to today is about calories itself. And and I know in social situations there's we don't exactly – know what's going to be in the food we don't know exactly because we didn't cook it ourselves right but you have to think about it like not all food is like always completely covered in oil and you know deep fried and x y and z there's definitely lots of wholesome food that you can enjoy in these situations and then what we get to do is we get to reframe calories because I know that's another conditioning thing that we've had is like low carb low low cal sorry I have to eat low cows, low cow this, low cow that, Ooh, low calories is the best. When all that is actually saying is low calories equals low energy. And that's not a good thing for the body if the body is constantly not getting enough energy. So that's why it's really important that we're able to reframe calories to energy because then when you're in these situations instead of thinking about oh my god all the calories you can be thinking oh my god yes all the energy then we can redirect that into oh my god yes I'm going to eat these calories and it's going to help me with my training it's going to make me feel good it's going to make me feel energized and then because once we have that feel good feeling in and around food and we have that trust then we know that your training session is going to be freaking phenomenal the next day because maybe you ate a few more carbs than you did than what you normally do. So we can put that fuel into our training and absolutely start smashing it. And the last thing that I want to speak to today is that back into that restriction mentality in terms of, I see this all the time, right? Is that a social situation, especially in and around the silly season, can turn into like a binge restrict cycle. 
because you may eat, you know, really good Monday to Friday, really clean. You don't have any treats and you, you know, you are, you really like you're in a constant routine, you know, eating the same thing every day with not much variety because you know what's in it, you know the calories and it's safe. You get to Friday and then you go into this social situation where everything is completely unsafe because oh my god you have no control oh my god there you don't know what the calories are oh my god i don't trust myself so i'm going to eat overeat anything oh my god i don't allow myself to have all this food during the week so i'm going to eat it all and then i'm going to tell myself that i might go for a run tomorrow to burn it off or that I'm just going to be super really good again on Monday. And again, of course, the anxiety, the guilt, the shame is brought back up into this. So how do we create more balance through the week from Monday to Sunday? And this is something that I get my clients to do all the time is we have to let go of days, days of the week, right? Every single day is the same. A Monday is a Saturday. A Friday night is a Wednesday night. And when you can normalize the fact that you can have what you want when you want it, all of a sudden the weekend social situations, especially in and around the silly season, become normal because you know that you can do this on a Friday night and you can do this on a Tuesday night. So it gets rid of that restriction mentality, that dieter mentality. So then it allows you then to have more balance. And I know you might be thinking, oh my God, I can't have takeaway on a Wednesday night. There's too many calories in that. (laughs) And this is where it comes back into the fact that the novelty does wear off. At the start, there might be a bit of a rebel phase. Absolutely. But just think about this, like when you go on holidays and, you know, holidays is typically the time where everyone's like, woo, do what I want. Like, I'll just get back on track and start again when I get home, right? So what happens when you do that? Think back to a time that you may have done that. What happens as soon as you get home? What do you feel like? Often, more often than not, You feel like something fresh, something light, something like a salad or X, Y, and Z. Or like when you eat out a lot and then all you're craving is like your own cooking. Again, the body is so smart. The body doesn't love to have all this food all of the time. So wrapping this up all today, if you really want to feel safe, secure, during the social situations, they are the two biggest things that you really, really, really need to focus on is building that trust with yourself, building that trust with food. And then number two is being getting rid of that diet mentality, remove restrictions, allowing yourself to eat certain foods. And I know that can be scary and I know it's terrifying because I help my clients through it all the time. I also had to live through it myself so I know exactly how it feels like. So, guys, I really hope this episode was really helpful. I would love it if you could share it on your Instagram stories because I know there is so much anxiety and stress going on at this time of the year. Know that I am currently taking new one-to-one clients on 
if you are stressing and if you're struggling with that trust in and around food, if you've always had those patterns of losing control, if you are constantly labeling foods as good as bad and restricting yourself, then this is for you. This coaching experience is more about just nutrition and exercise advice. It's about shifting your belief system. So this is like the last diet you'll ever try. So you can find balance. So you can reach your body goals literally without food and exercise controlling your life if you're interested head to my link in my bio to apply so thank you again for being here i love you all so much and i will see you next week